Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here to talk about uh, one of the year's biggest releases and HBO's latest. This is the revival of a very beloved franchise, and that is Space Jam, A New Legacy. So this movie takes place when a rogue artificial intelligence kidnaps the son of famed basketball player LeBron James, who then has to work with Bugs Bunny to win a basketball game. So, yeah, I have reviewed the first Space Jam on this podcast before. I don't totally remember exactly what that review said. Uh, I think that it is a movie that works great if you have nostalgia for those properties. If you're a big fan of Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny, I think that it is a movie that definitely has a lot there for you. It is not a great movie, and honestly, it never has been. I think the hype has always been far greater than the actual quality of the film, but it is still fun to watch every once in a while. This, uh, this was something that I was actually kind of looking forward to when they announced it. Uh, it's something that it just seems like, how has it taken this long to happen? I mean, like, it, it was one of the biggest films ever made. I mean, that movie made like $6 billion off of all the combined marketing. Um, like, I'm not talking strictly the film's gross, obviously, that'd be insane. But like, the actual, um, the merchandising tie-ins, like between Jordan and, and all the Looney Tunes stuff and all the other merchandising. I mean, like they, they monopolized the hell out of that movie and it turned in an insane profit. And so it just seemed like a no brainer, you know, why would there not be another one or uh, something with a similar premise, but like with, um, you know, I don't know, Wayne Gretzky in, instead or Tony Hawk, you know, it's like another very big sports player and they never, they never did that. And so when they finally announced that they were doing another one, it was going to have LeBron in it, uh, I was at least modestly interested. And then the first trailers came out, and then the reactions, and then it seemed like, okay, you're pretty much definitively uh, settling in for a big pile of shit. And you know what? I can't say that I didn't get exactly what I was promised. This movie is awful, and I really could not believe how bad it was because I knew going in that, okay, it hasn't been particularly well-reviewed, but I wasn't sure if it was the type of thing where it's like, you know, you can have caviar for every meal, and sometimes you just got to have a bit of junky fun, and I might be able to enjoy it in some way on that level, but this was not even good by that standard. This was one of the most awkward, forced, shamelessly just a giant ad. Uh, this is one of the most corporate type of movies I've ever seen and it was honestly pretty shameful and then on top of that it is a movie that really doesn't make much sense doesn't abide by its own rules and it's just kind of uh, a confusing mess to watch and it, when it's not being confusing it's being too obvious and by the time it's over I felt like I had just watched something totally soulless and very unfunny and really not worth the two hours I spent watching it. I could have been watching Steven Soderbergh's new movie, but here I am thinking, well, that one's not going to get as much listens. I should probably do Space Jam because that's, that's you know, Strike While the Iron's Hot. Maybe that'll make you know, turn in a couple decent listens. Um, you know, I should have watched the Soderbergh movie because it would have been, at very least, a million times better than this. So let's start off with uh, the positives. There aren't any. 
Uh, no, I'm actually kidding. There is a few things I liked about this movie. I don't want to be totally, you know, just beating the shit out of it on the curb. You know, I don't, I don't want to be just kicking a dead horse. It, it wasn't a total wash. Um, there were certain things that I liked if you just take them on their own. For instance, the first scene when LeBron arrives in the Toon world and he uh, is he's turned into a cartoon and he's starting to learn like how to operate within Toon physics and Toon rules. And you get that chase with bugs and you get to kind of explore that world a little bit and have a, a fun sequence in there. I thought that was really fun and creative. And it kind of harkened back to classic Looney Tunes for like five seconds. Uh, it was pretty brief. And I think that was kind of lame. Like they really sold that aspect short. But when they were doing it well, they were they were they were nailing it. You could tell that whoever was handling that scene definitely had a love for that stuff. And it was kind of fun to watch. And you get like the kind of kind of lame, kind of awkward spin on it with like LeBron's kind of weak ass commentary, but there are still some fun aspects to it. Like when he has to inflate himself when he first get this gets there, when he gets all uh, smushed flat and bugs has to reinflate him with like the pump and stuff. And I thought that stuff was kind of fun and, and it was just sort of an enjoyable ride uh, for the, you know, less than a minute that it was, was kind of cool. And then I also liked when they were going into all the movies. I know it's a shameless ad. I know it is nothing but just like, hey, buy our other shit. But uh, I, I can't lie and say that I didn't kind of like it. I've seen LeBron as Robin and Bugs as Batman. And then you see, uh, um, is it Daffy, right? Daffy Duck? Oh, man, I don't. Oh, boy. <laughs> Showing the limits of my knowledge of the stuff here. Uh, the, the quacky duck with the weird voice as Superman. Um, and, and then you get to see real Superman, and it's all in the classic, like, Bruce Tim, Paul Dini style of animation. That was so cool. I really, really liked that. And it was just, like, a fun thing to see. Uh, when they're kind of invading Mad Max and the Matrix and even Casablanca, I thought some of that stuff gets kind of creative and it blends in pretty seamlessly. Like they did a good job. It it doesn't make sense. I don't understand what's going on. Like, why are the tunes replacing the actors? How are they replacing the actors? What happened to them? Like that dude who was playing the piano in Casablanca. What happened to the real version? Do you know what I mean? Like, like where is that guy? Is he dead? Uh, I mean, probably not, but but I don't really understand what the tunes are doing there. I guess Don Cheadle was like, there's much more to explore. So they're exploring, but they're not like, they're not doing what like LeBron and bugs are doing where they're just like kind of in the movie and not really affecting anything. They're like replacing characters, which I didn't really understand, but regardless, it's still kind of fun to see and just a little bit of a laugh here and there. And one of the few moments of the film uh, where I actually thought that they got kind of creative with how they did some of this shameless marketing for other titles that you can watch on HBO Max. Like Roadrunner uh, and Wiley e. Coyote as the, uh, like, the. <laughs> as part of the mad max chase like that was that was kind of fun and they they do like the the sort of the redesign on some of the characters to make them look a little bit more mad mask mad max-esque i think that was kind of cool but i mean that was like the drink of gatorade in a, in a marathon and it was just like the tiniest little sip and then the rest of the marathon was painful and hot and horrible um that's about all the good stuff I have to say is basically what I'm trying to say there. Uh, the, the, I don't even know where to start. Um, 
like I said, it's a giant ad and it's and it's very soulless. Uh, that was one of the things that really, really, really stuck with me and I just couldn't get past. I mean, so many shots where it's just like in the background, oh, there's a bust of Batman's head or oh, there's a poster for Aquaman. There's Joker. You guys can watch those in the section on HBO Max. It's right under this. And then like you can LeBron drip head to toe in Nike. And listen, I know, I know that the first Space Jam was a movie that was designed entirely to sell merchandising. I understand that's what it was and it worked. That's why it was so successful. I get it. I, I totally get it. There's a whole shot, a whole shot where it's like literally the new color of Jordans and that's it. I understand that. However, I just think that there's a charm to that movie and an effort in some fashion that it makes it like considerably more bearable. And it's not so obvious. This to me feels like literally like a Saturday morning cartoon ad like it just it it just feels like you're being sold to constantly and it really it really sucks because that's just not the type of experience I want to have watching a movie uh, and and it does feel different than this, the first Space Jam. I really strongly maintain that. I really I understand that they had the same goal but one does it just so much better than the other and uh, and then the the when it comes down to like the actual story, it's just, it's painfully undercooked. It doesn't even make any sense. LeBron's kid is a total idiot. It makes LeBron look like a horrible dad. It makes his kid look like an idiot. I don't totally understand what the kid's deal is. Does he like basketball or not? He says his dad makes him hate basketball, but then it doesn't seem like he wants to play basketball, period. There's a basketball camp and there's an E3 camp. And he wants to go to the E3 camp instead of the basketball camp, even though he says there's one this week, which means theoretically there would be ones in other weeks throughout the summer. And it's not like they're a poor family who can only afford one summer camp. Uh, LeBron is a multimillionaire. I'm sure they could shell out a couple extra bucks to send you to both camps if you really have to do the basketball camp. But then it's like, no, wait, he does actually want to do the basketball and and if but if he doesn't want to do the basketball camp and he feels like his dad is forging this on him, why is he making a basketball game? He has to like basketball on some level. And then it's like, okay, I want to do me. I just want to make video games. But then it's like, okay, now let's make the best basketball video games. Like, wait, do you like basketball or not? Pick a lane. And then at the end, it's like he's he LeBron takes him to what he thinks is basketball camp, but then it turns out that, surprise, it's the video game camp, but he's still holding the basketball, and he's like, I'll, I'll hang on to this. But like, do you like basketball or not? I don't understand. Like, just, it's so easy. Just pick one. I'm literally asking for the bare minimum. In terms of a character motivation, are you are you motivated to try to branch out and, and get out from under what your father wants you to do or not? Like, and and if it's and if it's one way or the other, just pick that and tell that story. But as it stands, he just keeps flip flopping back and forth, and it's just like, what am I supposed to be getting from this? I don't understand. What am I supposed to be getting from this? And uh, and then the cat kid is just an idiot. He so quickly buys into Don Cheadle's clearly bullshit thing, and then he wants to go and try to f- beat his dad in basketball. He's wearing all black. He's making like evil characters. And it's just like, how do you not see that you're the bad guy here? Like, there's no way that isn't immediately obvious. Like, clearly this guy has nefarious motives. And I don't understand how it's like, oh, it's a cool video game. We got digitized. 
what the fuck do you think that means? Because it's like, oh, it's a cool video game. We got abducted by aliens. It's like, okay, that might be cool, but you still got abducted by aliens. You want to have literally any reaction or try to get out or try to figure out how the hell this thing that you didn't know could happen until two seconds ago just happened to you like what are you going to do now it doesn't it, and it just like doesn't even phase them it's just like yeah i'm digitized yeah i'm gonna go talk to john Cheadle and betray my dad after knowing this man for less than five minutes like a what and then lebron just like i said he looks like a terrible dad throughout the whole movie until like the very end where he's like i am proud of you son or whatever which is just telegraphed from a mile away i mean from the very first scene it's like oh oh i wonder if he's gonna if he's gonna use that at the end it's just it's so obvious and it's clear that they didn't put like any degree of thought into making this anything other than the literal bare minimum and that's just that's like honestly a little bit insulting to wait this long for something and it is this bad. It's just like, how, how is this, how are we still making movies like this? And, and then, um, I don't, uh, the basketball game, I hated it. When you actually get to the, to the basketball game, if you can somehow get past the nonsensical story, this kid being an idiot, uh, LeBron looking like a bad dad and having some of the worst acting moments I've ever seen. This dude just has no inflection. It is one pitch. There's no facial reactions. There's no voice fluctuation at all. It's just the blandest, worst acting I've seen. If you can somehow manage to get all through all that, and that's a lot. But you know what? Maybe you're still in and you're just like, I want to see the final game. They digitized the the uh, the uh, the Looney Tunes. I got a whole new look and they got these badass looking villains or whatever. I didn't personally think that, but maybe somebody did. Uh, and you get all these cameos slash ads and you're just like, all right, what's the game going to be like? Oh, it's going to make no sense. And it's going to be like painfully awful fantastic it's like you couldn't even get that right there's one thing you have to get right and it's the basketball and they don't even get that right the rules are so unclear sometimes a style point gets you two points like at the end sometimes it gets you like 500 and i don't understand how how are they like they're just totaling up points so fast how is it even a little bit like how does they have a dude who can travel through time how do they lose? Like, what are the tunes supposed to do against that? And all of a sudden, the granny can just slow down time, and she turns his watch thing to make him old, and it's like, wait, why can she do that? And then they can, like, just all of a sudden grab those little boost things at the end, and then it's like, okay, I did, like, a dunk, and it was, like, four million points, and I just huh? And all these people are getting like sucked in through their phones into this digital world. And like, what is happening? I don't, I don't even understand like even a little bit what is happening. Everyone's cheering as if they wouldn't all be like, oh my God, what the hell is happening? And also who are you cheering for? Do you know what's going on? Because I would sure love to know what's going on. Because also I feel like there'd be a lot more like, I don't know, writing and freaking the hell out trying to figure out what just happened to you one second i was like i was just sitting down to watch uh you know check out some instagram while i was pooping at work and then now i'm here and my pants are still down and i didn't wipe 
okay well maybe i i made that part up but you know what i mean like you one second you're in another place and now you're in a digital world and lebron's playing basketball against water monsters and it's like but they're all just cheering like it's a normal basketball game but then it's also not basketball and the kid is like i oh my god I just can't even, I don't know if I've expressed this before. I think I have, but I have a theory about why HBO Max chose this release model for this year, and I'm pretty sure it's because the movies are bad. Uh, there's a few out there that I think uh, either have the potential to good, to be good if they haven't come out yet, or like they've been out and they've been like mediocre to like pretty solid, but there hasn't been anything that they've put out that's like truly great. I think they're saving anything that they really feel like is going to do crazy critically and commercially for, you know, upcoming years. Like for instance, the Batman, they pulled that from their slate and they threw that to 2022 because they knew, they knew that everyone is going to go see that. They know it's going to easily make a billion dollars. They know that the critics are going to have a field day, whether it's good or bad. you know, they know that it's going to like drum up a ton of press and it's going to be a really big movie for them. And I would imagine that it's probably something that, you know, is pretty good. But everything that's been on this so far, I mean, like the Tom and Jerry movie, this, um, that firefighter movie with Angelina Jolie is probably like the, one of the better things that they've put out the conjuring three, which like didn't really do that many numbers. I didn't really feel like I saw many people talking about it. And, and it's, you know, it just seems like they kind of rolled out their B team. And this just really helps confirm that because this is terrible. And I will never be watching this movie again. This is easily one of my most negative reviews uh, in a while. And while it kind of feels good to tear into a movie like this, that's this bad, it really feels awful to watch it. So I would say if you haven't seen it yet, uh, don't fix that keep it the same way your time would be better spent doing literally anything else done All right, before I get out of here, I want to say that I'm grateful for a really, really fun day at uh, at my dad's work today. I stopped in for a little while. Uh, I guess day is kind of an exaggeration. Really fun, like, couple of hours. Uh, I drove over there after running some errands after work, and uh, there's, there's a lot of to do because someone had just traded in a Tesla. Now, a Tesla is my dream car. If I could only pick one car for the rest of my life, it's a Tesla, hands down. It's like not even close. I just, I want a Tesla so bad. And they had the one that I would be really looking for. And they had the sport modifications. And it's got like everything that I could possibly want on it. And they're like, dad's like, you know, we got to drive this thing around. And I was like, yes, we definitely do. So I drive down to work and, and I got to drive it for a little bit. And, and you know, we're doing insane pools and the acceleration is ridiculous. And it's it's just like a really fun time. We're just messing around with the car and having a blast. Uh, we hopped in a BMW with just like some of the coolest pops I've ever heard. It's like every time you kind of you upshift a little bit and start to speed up, it's like... It's just, it's such a badass sounding car and it was so fun to just kind of drive around for a little bit. So I had a great time doing all that after work and I am super grateful for the opportunity, ability to drive myself down there to just impromptu do a Tesla test drive. So fun. I'm very grateful that my dad has that job. Grateful that I can do all that and yeah, it's all super fun. 
All right. You know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe your, your podcast. Five stars, super helpful. After that, you can go ahead and tell a friend about the show if you think they would enjoy it. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the word about the podcast. So thank you if you've done all that, and thank you in advance if you are going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. And yeah, until next time, there's a rap battle in this, and it's terrible. Okay, bye.